0: Number one Star Wars, number two comics, number three Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, number four Mario, number five Weird Al, number six Batman, number seven Cal, number eight the Simpsons, number nine TV, number ten every single band that I stole all their MP3s, but it's really all sold out it all together. If you with me now, nerds ruin everything. Nerds ruin everything. Nerds ruin everything.
1: Nerds ruin everything.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, uh hodgepodge of stuff because uh, there's not much going on. Is there that's a here's a good question. <laughs> what's playing in theater? Like what? What's I know nothing's what's making bank, but. Like, I don't even see trailers for stuff anymore the like the biggest
0: movie that's coming out and it's it and it's coming out next week is The Creator the John David Washington I do um, want to see that I I do too um I think that we'll probably have to we we'll have to plan for that uh next week um but I mean like there's really nothing in theaters right now I mean Expendables 4 Oh um, yeah that's right uh, the Haunting of uh, the, the haunting, in, uh, haunting in Venice, which I really want to see because everybody keeps on saying that there are times the charm. Even though I've loved those movies, the Perot movies, uh, that Kenneth Branagh makes, I know that a lot of people hate them and don't like them, but they said that this one was the one that clicks and it's the one that's made the least amount of money, uh, which is really sad, and I really like those. But, okay, so I'm not sure if it's a typo uh, or yeah, it has to be because they said Expendables Four is two hours and forty three minutes. There's no freaking way.
2: Uh, I, I got a I would those. I would watch that movie, but not for two hours and forty minutes. No, no, like, it's not.
0: It's an hour forty.
2: Thank hour God. Time.
0: Oh God. Like, uh, the Nun Two. I guess, uh, yeah. Is, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: their movies. It's just like it's weird because because of the strike, I mean, we're used to September being like all months being big months. Right.
2: And I find it funny. It's always that 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 one. That's just like, somebody's talking about it. Like, even it's not making a ton of money. It's, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like turns out this was the surprise hit of September. or This is the movie we thought it was, that was gonna, you know, be big in September. And like, you know, we had that like early September stuff that we never really got around to talking about, like the Meg Two yeah. uh well, that was late August. E- either way. Um yeah. but like those like T M N T we did talk about, but those didn't make a ton of money. Um No,
0: they barely eked by um I mean so much so that they're 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 both like so like Meg two is already going to be in uh, is already going to be on HBO max at the end of the month. And yeah. Ninja turtles is already there on Paramount plus, yeah. which I mean, okay. I mean, like, I don't think that that belies the quality of that film, because I, I mean, like, it really honestly, does. It, it's my, like, it's weird. Cause like this year is uh, like two of the films, uh, two of my favorite films. It's not the, my, my favorite films are animated films, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And, um, and uh, mutant mayhem like they're my one and two like i can uh, i can like look at any serious film critic and look at them dead in the eye and go yeah those are better than anything else that's come out this year you test me because they are they're done so artfully well um and taking existing ip and kind of making it more than it's been recently like do you know what i mean like like not to say that spider-man is not like uh, like you know Spider-Man is well worn into the, the 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 mega blockbuster franchise it is but i feel like this one is a different flavor because we're dealing with a different lead which i love like i love the fact that it's like we ex- we live in a universe that both miles and uh and peter exist in like in cinemas and they're completely different opposing diametric opposites of one another. Like, you know, I love that. I, I really do. And I I like, you know, it's kind of beautiful to see that and see that they can they can coexist. I mean, it's going to be even greater because we're getting like, uh, what, end of the month, uh, end of next month, we're getting Spider-Man 2, which is a twofer because we're getting both Miles and Peter in, in the mix, which yeah. is kind of amazing and great and can't
2: wait for it. But but yeah, yeah. I've been seeing some like, early buzz on that game
0: Yes I've so. been I, I've been neck deep in Starfield But I'm neck deep in Starfield Because I want to at least finish the mission Like the, the thing proper Like the storyline proper So that I can skip over To Spider-Man
2: once it's released Did um, you get to see Equalizer 3? I know you were talking about Going to see it No
0: man, I haven't seen anything in September Like work is got it like you know got it got got its anaconda wrapped all around me which that sounds disgusting but um anywho but i mean you know yeah work has been such in in such that i mean you know you get off of work you're just dead tired man it's hard it's really hard like uh to to make it uh to make the push uh there's been a few like there were a couple of things that i could have seen that are in october that are coming out in october that i just passed on because i was just too damn tired Um. Like, uh, you know, some bigger stuff uh, that we'll talk about later. But um, but yeah, like it's just been rough to get out into into theaters to actually see something um, beyond what we've talked about. So, but like I said, like Creator looks pretty badass and looks big, like big sci-fi, but done in that Gareth, uh, Gareth Edwards style. The whole like, you know, ground level, but epic, like, um, it looks great, and I really, really want to see it, so I'm gonna make it a point to to go see it this next coming up weekend or Friday so we can talk about it.
2: Yeah, um, I think the yeah. only thing I've seen in theaters in September was Jawan, and I don't, I don't think we talked about me going to see Jawan. No,
0: you, you, we haven't talked about it because I wanted to go see it, and I just never got to see it. Um, how was your first experience with, uh, with an epic Indian film. Um, like I can only imagine. That it was wild. Uh, like the, the tonal shifts are. Pretty wild. Um, it, in those movies.
2: It's funny. I I don't. I, I don't want to put this in any bad way. So you're right. Mm-hmm. The tonal shifts are crazy. The plot deviations. The. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I, the. I've seen some, uh, I guess Bollywood style stuff before, um, mm-hmm. but more Americanized. Um, I'm yeah. to, there's one that uh, a friend of mine used to really like, and she convinced me to watch it. and I thought it was pretty good. It had the dude from lost in it. And it was like, he was about him getting married. Um, and I cannot rem- remember the name of it, but it was mm. one of those like, uh, you know, uh, kind of a Hollywood romance with the Bollywood style. You know? Yeah. So I had the dancing, and the, but like a an Indian action film, like that's yes. not been any. I know everybody raved about RRR, and I still just never got around to watching it. Um. uh Now I'm. I when Ahsoka's done, I'm gonna probably go on a Ray Stevenson kick and, um, just consume nice. a lot of stuff uh but uh it is crazy the the plot twists the the tonal shifts the 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 dance numbers that, but what's even crazier is like so take an uh, like an american film like that here uh, one specifically i think is bad for not the exact same reasons but kind mm-hmm. of uh now you see me is a fucking okay. horrible movie. Yeah. Because like <laughs> here it is. They they just the plot doesn't make any sense. Like when no. things happen, it's just like, but if if this was the case, then what you were doing ten minutes ago, like it, it's like people I, I don't know. It, it it's hard to explain why that movie is bad. Because I know people that do enjoy it, like oh, it's fun, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's competently made, but the plot is ridiculous. Because every time you find out somebody else is in on it, it completely negates ten minutes of the movie that happened an hour ago. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. Or
0: and and also like like the thing that bothers me about about. Uh, that that particular series is that its form of wittiness is oh let's go ahead and put woody harrelson in a in a wig or let's give him a twin or you know who the bad guy is going to be the ultimate magician daniel radcliffe because he played harry potter like that's it's it's like the whole stupid like i'm not a huge family guy fan because i don't feel like like, comedy is, do you remember that time, Peter, when you went crazy and you went through the window? Cut to, yep. goes through the window. It's like, fuck you. Like, I can write better comedy than that. And I'm not a comedian. And I'm not even funny. Yeah. So shut up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I but think you're funny,
2: kind... but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you know, uh, laughing at me and laughing with me. <laughs> no, I would never, <laughs> never laugh at
2: you. Um it, it just
0: uh, is in front of my face. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But, yeah I'm, but I'm I'm sure. with you. It's it's why I it's why I stopped watching Family Guy. Um yeah. because I'm like references to jokes aren't jokes, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're really not. They're really not. Um uh, but um yeah, no, it it's like I can understand that because like like if we're talking about like Like, the weird tonal shifts and the weird storytelling shifts. Like, but that's something, like, I guess I've gotten used to it. And because I've seen enough Bollywood movies now to understand that, like, but it works. Like, it's weird because it's, like, this hodgepodge of a stew that it all melts together. And in the end, like, you don't remember the wildness of the story and how it shifts, you just remember the ending, but then when you're pressed upon it, that's when you go, "Yeah, that was some weird shit." That yeah,
2: was like where weird, it weird where shit. it starts and where it ends like are so wildly different. Um, <laughs> but they they handle it like it's not that it's it's goofy and dumb, but it's uh-huh. not so serious that the movie isn't kind of just also laughing at it se- itself, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um but uh I I mean I really, really enjoyed it. Uh Spencer enjoyed it too. Um mm-hmm. he, he was all like, When's the next one? <laughs> and uh, like, dude, you don't have time for anything. <laughs> like it's <laughs> we're lucky you made this movie. Uh, I definitely expected to like show up and him be like, Oh, I'm not gonna make it, but here's the thing for the tickets. Um you know just two kids A wife full time job yeah. like you Don't you know you don't have time For nothing not at least not until Both of those kids are, are have a One in front of <laughs> Their age so
0: Yeah and then by then he'll just be Old man tired Yeah like I mean think about it he'll be just Exhausted <laughs> he'll, he'll be the dude that I'll I'll catch it on Video I mean yep. we already know yep. I mean, He kind of is already Yeah, and, and I mean we We've seen enough like I know that he probably doesn't like... He wouldn't like us speaking out of turn. But, like, let's just say that he has a very nice way of watching movies that would be... That that anybody would be okay with waiting until video. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything more. Um. So... But, yeah. But yeah no, we,
2: I mean, we had a really good time. Uh, it, was, right? it was kind of... I don't, I don't Cute makes it sound minuscule. But uh, we're yeah. standing outside the theater talking. And uh, these two... They were maybe twenty, but mm-hmm. they looked a little bit younger than that. So when okay. you you know how it is when you get in your late thirties and forties, anybody like <laughs> you have the like seven to ten year olds, and then like the eleven to like sixteen year old, they're all just in the same group. So yes. they could have been like sixteen. Um, walked up to us and they were like, uh, "Did did you go see Juwan?" And yeah. we're like, "Yeah." They're like, "How how did you like it?" <laughs> Like, we loved it. They're like, oh, good. I mean, uh, because it was kind of cool. The entire crowd, except for maybe like four or five people, were Mm -hmm. all, um, you know, not white. So uh, that was really cool. It was fun listening to them react to the the people that showed up who... Mm -hmm like it, it honestly made me feel bad that like I wasn't in on the excitement. I was like <laughs> I don't know who that is, but everybody's really excited he just showed up, you know?
0: Uh, it's it, it's kind of cool because it's like it like like for for a certain sector of film going uh f- filmgoers, like this is a big deal. This is like as big as Avengers Endgame. Yep. Um, because of the talent that's involved and the creatives that are involved, like, you know, the actors that are involved, the, the other creatives that are involved. It's a big deal. It's why it's made close to a billion dollars all across Asia because, you know, like, you know, Asian markets don't care about subtitles. It's not like us where it has to be something super westernized to get that punch through or something that is just so. Like is just a part of a wave of zeitgeist. Like RRR was. Like everybody kind of like it was that kind of movie that if you were like a a cineast, you're like, yeah, I need to see that, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna rave about it to everybody. And it just kind of hit a wave where social media took over. It's very rare to see that, and it's kind of cool to see it. But also, like, I love that we we exist in a world now where there are movies that are billion dollar franchises that we don't see that we absolutely don't see. And we don't see it in our market because it's designed to be made for for that market, right? And that market gobbles it up in a way that we gobble up our blockbusters. And occasionally some of them come over. I mean, it's very easy now to, it's very readily available. Like movies are very readily available and something that we kind of talk about, but kind of don't. Um, I mean, as a, like, I can tell you as an experience, just as a like, okay, like like, just as a moviegoer, like when I was a kid, you know, nobody was cooler than Chow Yun Fat and Jackie Chan. To me, those were like those were like my Steve McQueen. Like, of course, you know, like Harrison Ford is like was cool as shit. Like, he was awesome. But by the time I became a teenager, where it's like, you know, you want that punk rock like kind of fuck yeah. Harrison Ford was already in industry, right? Like he was he was doing The Fugitive and shit like that, and I loved The Fugitive. But it's not the kind of gangsterism, and I don't mean gangsterism in a in, in like any mean sort of way. It's just like you know, some dudes are just gangsters, and like Chow Yun Fat was one of the coolest mo- mofo's in the world. Jackie Chan could do things that no human could do, you know. Until Tom Cruise decided that he wanted to be Jackie Chan. I yep. mean, that's how cool Jackie Chan is, right? Um, But I mean, I, I mean this in the way that like I had to go to, I had either go to comic book conventions or I had to go to. Um, Chinatown or Little Tokyo. Like, I had to go to places, regional places that would have these on VHS, like, and not even DVD, because I was, I'm that fucking old. <laughs> I had to find these on dubbed, badly dubbed, or badly produced, like, VHS tapes. Yeah. Now, I mean, I saw the, I, like, I saw the newest Jackie Chan movie that came out this year um, before it hit mainland China. That's wild to me. Like, normally it's China, then the rest of Asia, and then we occasionally get it maybe a year later, right? Like, we're always a year behind, but, like, you know, it's, it's so moving fast now, and it's kind of beautiful, and I love it is that I get those movies at the same time that everybody else is. And you can look for them, you just have to find them, right? Um, and I kind of love that. I kind of love that there's this whole experience that if you want to dive into it, you can or you can just leave it alone like but i mean like these movies are not like what i always want to like and i'm i'm going to ask you about this like these movies are now at a point where their effects work their stunt work they're just all of the the all around package rivals oh, the
2: stuff was i mean you can you can still see the seams like watching something a little bit older You know, not Mm -hmm. too older, but I mean, like 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 three years old, like something like three three years old, or is it more? Yeah, probably in that range. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, but it's fine. It's obvious in a way that it's supposed to be obvious. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's a stylistic choice. Yeah, they're not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eye. This is not. And that's the thing. It's not fucking Ant Man where it's like, look at this crazy world we're in. Yeah. Which again, we we mostly like Ant Man, but it is obvious, so obvious. What's like that? Nothing they're doing in that movie is real. Like yeah. more so than like, uh, episode one. You know, <laughs> like oh, absolutely. It it's insane. Like the volume's great. It's just not that great. Um. But, uh, yeah, I I think the effects work, like, vi- this looks better than Ant-Man, you know? And I, I don't know what the budget is comparatively, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I, I don't know that it's what Disney spent on Ant-Man, <laughs> so... Oh,
0: it's probably nowhere near what he, he spent.
2: So... You know, it, it's of course, I'm sure the actor salaries probably aren't quite as ridiculous as, uh, you know, not that that they don't deserve the money. But, um, no. you know, I support the actor stripe, but, you know, we all know Paul Rudd doesn't. You know like he, he's not Striking because he's not getting a fair wage Like yeah no, no he's absolutely. definitely Getting paid like Evangeline <laughs> Lily, maybe not getting a fair Wage but also wasn't in a lot of That movie so <laughs> yeah no She was not she definitely like, was not. If she got paid per word She probably got a re- that's a really good Paycheck because uh, <laughs> I, th- I think she has like 10 lines of Dialogue um, But uh, yeah it, It's Miles better than a lot Of what we've seen And I think the Eternals Is a fair comparison Okay And okay. just just from like scope And like uh, Dealing with All kinds of different Themes because that mm-hmm. movie Does try to tackle like love And uh, the human race And it, it just all of that Crazy stuff Um and I mean, I, I I probably won't ever watch The Eternals again, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, I, unless I would, there's a sequel, would, yeah, and even yeah, then, yeah. I don't know if I
2: would. Yeah, I I mean, they have all those catch-up videos now, man. Like yeah, I could true. just watch a ten-minute video that tells me, like, if you don't remember, here's what happened in that movie. Um, you know, and maybe I should. Maybe it's better than I remember, but like. I saw it in the theater, and i i was it was so hard not to fall asleep. There was not a moment in Jawan where I wasn't like like every five minutes like what what that's crazy how did they do that you know oh, that's so um yeah it, it's uh it's very, very exciting, but I also think like it it was fun seeing it on the big screen, but I think mm-hmm. you know if you've got a decent size you know home video. Uh viewing area That it's it's also Perfectly uh, you know Fun to see on Mm -hmm. the small screen Too i'm sure so i'm excited For you to catch up to it um
0: Yes i'm i'm definitely Looking forward to it i'm not gonna lie Like it's it's
2: gonna be Like i'm very 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 excited That's a tangent i didn't Mean to go off on um just you, You mentioned the movies and i'm like Is there anything even in the theater Um so you've been watching. Well, do, also, is there any news like other than
0: Taylor Swift and and Travis Kelsey oh getting gosh. together, ruining his ruining his career? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Swifties, don't go after me. Like I know you guys are you guys are a feverish cultish like club. Don't go after me. It just you know. Um, I'm like the football is more important than Swift, uh, Taylor Swift's happiness. Cause we all know that Taylor Swift's not very happy. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, we never talked about the fact that uh, uh, Donald Glover and his brother, uh, Stephen Glover um, somehow got Disney to turn on, uh, to turn Lando from a Disney plus series into a full on movie, which
2: I'm super excited about. Yeah. I don't know
0: how it happened.
2: Um, well, uh, I, I think at this point, uh, well, at least um, what's his name, the head of Disney, I think wants more movies and less TV. I feel which like
0: make, which makes sense. I guess, I guess, like there's been enough time away from the Star Wars and what's been brewing in the TV universe, which I mean, we'll get to in a minute. Uh, we'll talk about that, but I don't, like, I know, like, I have a feeling I know why they did it, and we both probably know why, because he's going to be an heir to the Empire, yeah. the, the The Filoni movie, and they want him, they want him on the big, like, I also think that Glover knows that he's been on the small screen long enough that he needs to go back and transition into the big screen, because, yeah. like, let's be honest, like, he hasn't been like he's been TV guy for so long because of Atlanta and then now the Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing because they paid him a from what I understand they paid him a small fortune for for him to come over from FX to to Amazon to star in and write uh the the update to Mr. and Mrs. Smith like a lot of money yeah. um and so like maybe he just thinks it's time to be a like you know maybe it's time that like you know that it's time to be a star like it's time to be a big screen star like you've captured and done what you've wanted to do and if anybody who's seen um Atlanta will know like there isn't much where much more that you can do on the small screen if you're somebody like Donald Glover and your particular um your particular aura and laconic nature or or whatever your star wattage can only do so much and you basically have done everything that you could possibly want to do in that regard so i understand but it's just wild to me to know that at some point in the next three to four years we're gonna get a Lando movie if if not uh, sooner um which is crazy uh yeah i mean and again I all think it's because they want him to be a part of heir to the empire. Like they're, they're hedging their bets on air to the empire as being a, um, uh, being an Avenger style team up movie. Uh, like, it, like, at least, at least that's what it seems like. They've not said it, but with everybody involved with it, I feel like that's what they're trying to do with it. Um, which I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see how that we'll see how it folds out. Um, I'm not worried about that right now. But it's it's interesting, right? Like, that they went from... And I know the Iger situation, but also it's interesting how... How do you pivot? Do you just throw away everything that you were working on? Because they were working for a while on the Lando series, like, from what I understand. I Um, mean... Yeah. I...
2: I wonder if the the story doesn't change, just the way you approach it changes. Because, yeah, you know... But there's also... Lando is definitely a character that you can go anywhere with and Donald Glover is still young enough that you can you can milk this for, like, if it's the first one's successful, you can milk it for three, four movies, you know, and have yeah, it pop up true. in different places and not, you know, kind of back yourself into a corner. The way they have, um, Mm -hmm. with a lot of the the original cast, uh, Carrie notwithstanding, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, No, there's
0: not, unfortunately.
2: But, yeah, I do. You bring Alden back? That's my question.
0: I okay. So over the weekend, they've started to screen his film, the Ryan Johnson produced film. Yeah, Uh, have you heard about this one? Mm-hmm. The one that's coming to Netflix, and everything I've heard is that it's a twofer between him and um, I can't think of the actress's name, um, but it's in a way that it's like, this is like, nah, dude, I'm I'm a fucking star. I'm gonna show you why I got the the, the role that I got, and uh, or I got the the things that I got, and I feel like there might be a a turn for them because it doesn't make sense to have. Like, does it really make sense? Like, I like I've been thinking about this, and it's like ultimately it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form to spend 150 million dollars, because that's how much it's gonna take to digitally de-age Harrison Ford, and he's the only like him and Mark Hamill, and he's they're the only two. I feel like I know Kathy Kennedy has said that they're no longer going to recast because it's so troubling, but you know what? You have them already. You've casted them. I guarantee you. I, I have a feeling that that Glover is going to put Alden Ehrenreich in as solo, as a supporting character in the movie. But I feel like Donald Glover is twenty times the writers, uh, twenty times the writer that any of the people that touched that touched um, Solo after, Lord and Miller took uh, got got the movie taken away from them, and like everything changed. Like even Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who touched the script too, from what I understood, he is he is twenty times the writer they are, and he knows character better than anything. And I almost feel like he's going to do everybody a disservice and write a hell of a Harrison or a hell of a Han Solo role within his Lando movie, and just just to fuck with things because it always feels like he's he's a very mercurial like person from everything that I've read in interviews and how he feels about things and how cagey he is about like things that happen in Hollywood. And it would just be the kind of, the kind of uh, what I like to call the El Duche, which is two middle fingers in the air yeah. to Disney and all of their bullshit. If all of a sudden there's this beautifully written role and Alden Ehrenreich takes it and runs with it. And all of a sudden fandom is and go. Well, why don't we have olden era right on Solo? Why aren't yeah. we having a Solo sequel? And all of a sudden, it churns because we've both talked about this, right? Like we lo- like like Solo is like I will watch like okay, con- not a controversial take, but it's still gonna be a controversial take. I will watch Rogue One in Solo
2: over any of the JJ sequels. Oh, a hundred percent, and full stop. Uh, Honestly, like, and there's nothing against Ryan Johnson, and I do love The Last yeah. Jedi, but the problem is The Last Jedi I think is now actually marred by everything that's come after, yes. and so it's this now this outlying movie where it's like it it's great, it's totally fine, you know, bite, notwithstanding, it it's a fine fine film, but like you know what comes next is so bad that I'm just like I just like I watch solo and uh Rogue One over any of them at this point. Yeah.
0: Right? Like like it's not and here's the thing is that like ultimately um I feel like people we have to get away from people. Please. We just have to. Like I feel like The creatives are in place In such a way That I feel comfortably I feel comfortably Okay With the future of Star Wars And where it's headed Because I feel like Kathy Kennedy is No longer Like in creative Control because yeah. the decisions that have been made are is, is as such that there's no way like we've seen Kathy Kennedy and we know what her what her versions of Star Wars are. It's the it's the JJ ones, even though they fought, they ultimately we can see they ultimately agreed on who should be Jedi's, who shouldn't be Jedi's, and it was very much an oligarchy kind of situation, right? Like, and that's the thing that I feel like fandom has taken a grip on and only these people can be jedi's fuck you and like what i love about feloni's approach and we'll kind of get into this a little bit more is that they're not jedi's they're force users everybody like in star wars now it's no longer because like i feel like the jedi order and their continual like and jj's continual insistence that i need to build the jedi Order. And start it all over again, and have this mythology within this thing, where there was a Jedi Order. <laughs> it doesn't work because we've seen it plain as day. All it does is it just like it elite, like it makes it an elite and
2: thing, it, it where ha- hamstrung everything that mm-hmm. that now Dave Filoni has to go back and like just put pieces together he shouldn't have to put together no, and he absolutely shouldn't to make the puzzle look right because yes it, it, it's so frustrating but also watching like it's it's so so funny um watching dave do this and make those movies not better but make sense the same way I mean, Dave in lockstep with George Was able to make the prequels better movies With the animated series Mm
1: -hmm. Is
2: so interesting And all J.J. really wanted to do Was, like Take toys out of the sandbox And just recreate stuff we'd already seen And, you know, and I mean monetarily yeah it made sense people loved it but
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know it's just from a creative standpoint it's it's just bankrupt man like there yep. there's nothing there there you know the fucking movie starts off with somehow palpatine returned yeah that's that's what we got Like that's the most evil creature that ever existed in the galaxy or at least you know as far as we're concerned and we get somehow Palpatine returned you know what man fuck JK Rowling but you know what that chick did she never put she never just ended it with somehow Voldemort returned because by the time you get to that it's like oh fuck man what <laughs> like he can do what? Like that's you know, at it least lo- well, it's something. <laughs>
0: you, well that's the thing. Okay, so like, okay, so like like we're gonna take JK Rowling as a, an example, right? Like well, let's just talk about her. Like she spent entire books, and this is the beauty of of her writing, regardless of what you think of her. I and I have a lot to say about her, and I'm not going to because it's just not the place to say it. Right. But I'm going to say this. Um, like the way in which she took, she took the, the storytelling that is needed to be the heavy lifting and imbued it into the plot of her, her books was, was something that I feel that most people did not truly understand what she was doing. Like do you know what i mean like yeah. like like the goblet of fire starts off as one thing but when it comes to the end game of that of that book and you find out what's happening and the reason why the goblet is is so valuable and why Voldemort had been pushing everything to happen it's a bit of brilliance because it makes your it makes your bad guy all the better right like you're only yeah. as good as your bad guy and i feel like like you know, she knew she understood the Hans Gruber of it all better than anybody else because the most interesting character is Voldemort in that in that yeah. series.
2: It, it just, well, just yeah. Once you know, like oh okay, he's because in the first one it's just like oh he's this this thing from the past, and then exactly. once you pivot into what like, probably yeah by goblet. Um, once you've pivoted pivoted into he's not just this this thing from the past he's this dark secret that you know it's even worse than you thought you know um yeah. but uh but yeah she she puts creative energy into how was he able to still do this and we mm-hmm. got some half-assed like explanation at the beginning and then some kind of dialogue about cloning at the end and it's just not it's terrible and it so dave now has to you know and john favreau uh have to make that make sense um and they're doing a fucking bang up job so far you know there's there's been yeah. some downs like book of Boba Fett wasn't all great and some of the last season of Mandalorian wasn't perfect, but like overall, it's still better than, you know, what we've had. So, oh, um, yeah.
0: Miles better than the, like, like, and like, I don't like shitting on, on, even though it sounds like I relish like shitting on everybody's precious JJ, but I really don't. Like, I was one of the I was one of those guys that loved Alias, And I still do. I look at it and I go, that's his, his magnum opus. It's not Lost. Because he started what he finished. And I feel like the biggest issue is, is this dude does never... Like, if he starts something, he either A, doesn't finish it, or comes back at the last minute and does something so fucking terrible that it just negates everything that you've watched. Like, Lost, I fucking last season man ruins everything right and you can throw all the money you want at it you can do all the things there are moments in that series where they're like it's good but by far and large it's like it was trading on emotions that they built in but not giving us true payoffs again i'll i'll go back to jk rowling um and the harry potter series um when she's engaged, like when she's not, Fantastic Beast is literally what, literally what the prequel, the sequels are, right? Yeah. Like they're just empty and hollow. There's no emotion. Like when you read those books, like yeah, you know something. There are certain things that come become very apparent. Like Harry's a little shit, and he gets away with everything, right? But there are moments in that that you are not expecting. You are not expecting, like I, when when it came to the point where severus reveals himself as to what he was doing the entire time yeah and the sacrifice dude i put down that book and i didn't pick it back up again for a month because it hurt me so bad because she knew what she was doing and she gave she gave she gave him so much dimension and i feel like if we're going to go back to the analogy of star wars dave and john i will give john his his like he understands certain things very well like you know he sees the forest where dave sees the trees right like that's how i feel yeah like i feel like like the minutia, like dave gets so right like the little things he gets super right but he gets the big stuff right too but it's just like John. John doesn't get the small things, like the super minute details, but he gets the big. This is a yeah. star.
2: He understands how it should look, how it should feel, how the characters should act, how they should move. Mm-hmm. Uh like the he gets the world of it. He yes. may not get the like the it, like it's the macro versus micro. Exactly what you're talking about. Um yeah. and that's important. Like um I feel like, again, like, uh, and I'm, we're all on a tangent, but like JJ literally was just like, Oh, there's new toys in the sandbox, but I brought all my old toys with me and just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to play with these new toys. So <laughs> like, I guess they're okay. I guess I'll put them in there. I guess like the only reason we got so much of Ray and Finn and, um, uh, I, I just drew a blank on them. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ray Finn and Poe was because a fucking door fell on Harrison Ford's leg. Harrison Ford. yep. <laughs> and they had to write around not having Han Solo in most of the movie. So, and everybody wants to bitch about Ryan Johnson, but Ryan Johnson's not the one that didn't put Mark Hamill in any of the first movie. <laughs> yep.
0: Because, and here is the biggest point. This is my this is my ultimate thing about JJ. He's lazy. Um, Full stop. He's lazy because I, yeah. he loves he loves to start things, but he doesn't want to answer the hard questions.
2: Because he he didn't write Luke out of the the Jedi. Like all of that is set up for. Ryan Johnson and he runs yep. with the ball. Yeah, he does kill Luke at the end, but I mean, you know, at the same time, it's like uh, okay. Like if that's your thing, like uh, JJ killed Han. Like I don't really what know what you want me to to do. Like you'll be mad yeah. at one guy for killing one guy, but not mad at the other guy for killing the other guy. Like JJ's also the one. That's responsible for, you know, somehow palpiting returns. So I, I, it's, yeah. you know, anyway, that's all that to to say that uh, basically Donald Glover taking reins in Star Wars is a good thing. And, you know, I, I, I'm I'm happy for it. Also, while we were talking, like just mm-hmm. to go back to the solo of it all,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I know that movie didn't make any money. I know it was a failure, but, mm-hmm. like, it also cost $275 million, which is not what that movie should have cost, because they well, made it twice. Yes. And do you know who that falls under? Yeah, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy.
0: Yeah. So, she hated Like, Like, here's the thing that I don't get. Like, and this is the thing that I really, really, really want, like, when... Like, okay, so like there's something great coming out right now. Like I don't know if I've talked I've talked to you about it, but um, uh, the Zucker's and Abrams, uh, J- uh, Jim Abrams, no relation to JJ. Um, they just finished their book, and it's going to be released um, in October about the making of Airplane. And everything I've heard about this book is that it is a no frills, no shit, literal, transparent because everybody is basically dead. That. That did them wrong, like a like straight account of what it took to make airplane. Like, okay. I like I want Lord and Miller to do that because yeah. I can guarantee you from everything that we heard, like, like, and this is the thing that I don't understand: Why didn't you just fire them from the beginning if you didn't like their take? Why did you get like? And this is the thing that I will not forgive Kathy Kennedy for is is that the the account of filming eighty percent, seventy nine percent. She did the numbers. She knew the exact day that she needed to fire them, and she did it because DGA rules stipulate if a director finishes eighty percent of their uh, of their film, they are allowed to create a final cut or a first cut of their of their movie no matter how who directs the the next 20 percent of completion that means that she has to keep everything that means that there's an existing there's an existing cut and lord and miller have both said there's no cut it broke us and it's the reason why they went to i mean their law, lo- like our loss of solo is our also our gain of into the spider-verse and their deal that they made with Sony. Like their yeah. deal they made with Sony was so ironclad, it was literally, you want us back, fuck you, pay us and give us final cut and give and leave us the fuck alone based off budget. And every single time that they like the two movies that they've made, like producing Lord and Miller producing Spider-Man, were left alone because it was under a hundred million dollars. I think that Sony like after they saw some of the footage from across the Spider-Verse gave them more money from what I understood they said no 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 you can keep on doing what you're doing you know what you're doing give us give us
2: more of this but so like, solo's that, budget was only slightly less than yeah. Force awakens and that's wild right that's like, that's wild. insane that's insane It was more than Rogue One's budget and they reshot 50% of Rogue One too. Yes.
0: Another movie that I really would love to see because there's a part of me that I love. Okay. So like we love Rogue One, right? But the biggest problem I have with Rogue One is exactly what they did in Rogue One, which was kill the group. Yeah. They killed the group. Like that is the stupidest fucking thing that I think that you could ever do. Like, like, why are you killing a group, especially, especially when you announce, like, here's the stupidest part, is that when Rogue One was, like, being trailer and stuff, they announced the Andorch series. They literally announced it. So, like, we were all under the assumption that, oh, okay, well, like, uh, some of the group is going to survive, so it's going to be a sequel. Nah, they fucking killed them off. Thank you, Tony Gilroy because it wasn't it wasn't gareth edwards because his cut was they survived um i would love to see these alt cuts that exist like i know the solo one doesn't exist because they didn't get they didn't get a chance and i'm fairly certain kathy kennedy like literally deleted their footage
2: because she just doesn't want it it's it's out there it's with uh unfortunately uh the holiday special aired on tv so it exists but yeah um You know, it's up there with the like, oh yeah, this doesn't actually exist thing. So Yeah.
0: I mean so much so this movie is so vastly different. There's actors in solo that don't appear that were cast in the Lord and Miller version.
2: Yeah, what's his name's the bad guy, right?
0: Um yeah, um what's his name? Uh Michael T. Williamson. Yeah. Yeah. Like and we're never gonna and he was half Like well, and then here's the best part is that both him and and Paul Bettany played the same type of alien that required them to have CG from the waist down. Though at the end of the day, they ended up changing it so that eventually, Bettany doesn't have any CG. Like he has CGI. From the bottom half because they had to mocap him, but it's just a regular version of Paul Bettany. Like, that, that's fucking wild. That's fucking yeah. stupid. That's Hollywood for you guys. Like that's that's what executives do. Like if you want to know what executives do, they spend hundreds of millions of dollars
2: second guessing people. I mean, like that's it, if Solo cost what it should have cost, which I'm thinking is like 150 million dollars. Yeah. You know, then Solo's not a bomb I mean, it's not It's not Force Awakens But, I mean, you know It it was never gonna be If it costs $150 million And it makes, you know $400 million worldwide Then it's It's not the same story (laughs) Like, no, it's it's really not You know, it's, yeah, it didn't light up the, The box office like we hoped We opened it Probably a little too soon, yada yada yada. But it's not the oh god, what are we doing? We have to write the ship. Get JJ back. Um, you know, it's just not that. And so anyway, um, so you've been watching stuff for Fantastic Fest. Let's talk about positive yes. things. What what? Okay, yes. What's uh, what's coming out of Fantastic Fest that like uh, I know wh- well, I'm a, I'm seeing people talk about it online, so I'm assuming you can talk about it. The fall of the House of Usher, uh, yes. Flanagan's latest. uh yep. I, I've seen nothing but positive word of mouth.
0: Um, it's the real deal, man. He like he like I can say it now. Like like we've kind of teased it last week, but I was like literally two episodes from the end, and um, he does it like like I. There's a lot about it that I don't want to ruin because there is a certain amount in this show that even though he's taking, he's taking. So one thing I can say is like Flanagan and his writers, like find a way to use House of Usher or the fall of House of Usher, which is a short, like a a novella, if you guys don't know from Edgar Allan Poe and use it as the framework. And within that framework, how he like he is able to take poems like his most famous poems and his most famous shorts and imbue them into the into the show and not feel artificial and not feel like like it's grafted on in any kind of cheap or crass way. Like when he gets to the Raven. And you can only imagine, I'm not going to tell you where it falls, but you, you, I mean, it's, his it's, it's famous work, right? So you know where it falls and who he gets to recite the poem word for word and the context in which he does it. It's one of those things where even if you're not a horror fan and you're just watching it, you have to slow clap because he knows what he's doing. Like, this is his, like. I feel like in a lot of ways, there have been a lot of people that have, like, I've watched it online as, like, over the last couple of hours as they are, like, since, fr- like, last night, which is we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, Friday the 22nd is when they did their two-episode premiere at Fantastic Fest. Um, I've seen the whole thing. Um, most critics have. And they've made this really crass comparison to, like, it's a horror version of, of Succession. I'm going to counter that and say... He looked at succession and he had the same feelings that a lot of us do, which is looking around going, why the fuck are we telling the story about these fucking rich elite motherfuckers that are getting away with murder, getting away with like extortion, having billions of dollars. And we're watching these little man babies and everybody is, is not vilifying them, but they're just sitting there clapping and watching them and saying, Oh, how cute. It's funny. Kendall Roy raps. And went, He got angry and he just went, you know what? I'm going to write something. I'm going to write something about the rich and the elite. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it in a way that you're not going to like them. They're going to be watchable, but you're never going to forget that these are death dealers, that these are people that fucking sit there in their white ivory tower at the expense of. The working and middle class, and everybody that isn't a one a, 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 a zero point one percenter, right? And and it's glorious. It's beautiful. It's ugly. Um,
2: I just looked at funny. the cast list, so I didn't see who was playing who. I just looked at the cast list, and it's, that's a uh, that's a really great cast.
0: It, it it is, and so like in my review, I. I said that like the best thing that Flanagan did in this show was he got Bruce Greenwood, but then he decided to make not only Bruce Greenwood the lead but he decided to make the each episode and its bookends basically an actorly face off between Carl Lumley and Bruce Greenwood, and if you're a fan of Carl Lumley and like and you're a fan of Bruce Greenwood, you know that these are actors, actors, right? These are guys that have worked with like esoteric Canadian ad- directors because, you know, like, like Adam Agolian and like just fucking wild ass directors, artful directors that you probably like heard of once because they got an Oscar nomination for best screenplay or some shit or best short. But these guys are actors, actors and they're acting, they're not even, like you can't even, it's like a method off, right? It's like literally watching these two guys like inhabit these characters and go back and forth in a way that like, it's just, it's astounding. It transcends horror. Like even though it is steeped in horror, um, episode two especially is like some of the most horrifying, weird, sexualized Hellraiser, but not Hellraiser, like imagery that you're going to see in a while because it's at netflix and he got away with it and he he like he he loosened his belt and went like i feel like a lot of this feels like countering the critiques of his work like you know like when you see the critiques of his work you often see they say a lot of things they're like oh well it's just ghost stories and he spends too much time ploddling with with characters and stuff and he doesn't get to the good horror stuff like like i think i told you he out Hellraisers Hellraiser, yeah. in all of its incarnations, with that second episode, and it's it's the stickiness, it's the sexual, it's like super sexual, um, it's highly inappropriate for any child. Like I like I've talked to people, I've talked to parents um, that have even teenagers, and I'm like, you guys watch the first two episodes and see what you think because I don't think that it's appropriate, it's an age appropriate for anybody under maybe eighteen, um. Because it's just, it's not just the nature in which he's sh- what he's showing, but it's the context. It's everything. Like he's very purposeful in this show, and man, like it's not just those two. It's like everybody. Mary McDonald. He comes out of left field with Mary McDonald, but Mary McDonald is playing the most Mary McDonald character of all time.
2: Like it's almost like he went. Michael star? Michael Truco is the one that excites yes. me. Guy, oh, he's shit. he's been pigeonholed for literally almost his entire career as, yes. like, a pretty boy jockish, like, that character who, you know, in so many shows has just shown up um, to be, like, the, the tag-along boyfriend or, like, it happened, yes. he was in, like, some Big Bang episodes, How I Met Your Mother... Was a big one for him But then like He's also been in uh, Battlestar right Like And Like he can do this It's just like The guy's so Like traditionally Handsome That It's like he walks into a room And people are like Oh we got the part for you Like I don't know this, This guy's better Like he's better than that You know, he's fine in those things, but he's better than that.
0: He is. And like the role he gets, like, I can't wait for you to watch this. Like, um, I'm just going to say this much, like, because I want to have a full on discussion with you on this. Like any of the actors that you see in this movie or in this show. It's literally if not the best work that they've done, some of the best work they've done. And I love the fact that he decided to shift gears and give like he's picking and shoot like he like he's he decided to do like a 52 pickup with with his actors. Like, you know, like for a long time the house stuff, the, the haunting stuff was like very set actors. But now that he's done uh Midnight Society um and uh uh Midnight Mass or was it Midnight Mass? Is it called Midnight Mass? Yeah, it's called Midnight Mass. Um, and new actors are in there. He's decided to like mix and play with those. Like, you still get Henry Thomas, but Henry Thomas is no longer the, um, the patriarch. That's taken over by Bruce Greenwood. But it's for the better. Like, you've never seen Henry Thomas like this before. Um, same with Michael Trucco. Michael Trucco,
2: like, may be the MVP, the secret MVP of this show. I know he's done some of the other stuff. I just, it, it's I just, I've never gotten around to watching uh, the other yeah. stuff he's in. So, um, no, absolutely. This yeah. one interests me because it's Poe. Uh, Ryan was a, a huge Edgar Allan Poe guy. Um, you know, and I, 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 what I've seen of Mike Flanagan's stuff outside of his King stuff, I, I've mm-hmm. mostly enjoyed. So, um I, I don't know. He he seems to be really, really good. It sounds stupid to be like he's good at adapting things, but like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, Doctor Sleep is fucking great, man. <laughs> so. It really is.
0: It really is. I'm
2: not gonna lie to you.
0: Like, I I continually I I continually go back to that movie because it's a magic trick that I feel works in in a way that I don't think
2: they, I don't. The think King cast talks understand. about it. Constantly. I don't know if you ever listen to them. Um I
0: occasionally listen to them.
2: I have the, not recently, but it I'm just even... it all it's like, like Brad Goldstein's podcast. It's become mm-hmm. it depends on who they're talking to. Like yes, sometimes it really it's does. what they're talking about, but like it it usually depends on who they're talking to. Because generally the conversation devolves into like the same things. And Mm -hmm. usually one of those things, either they'll bring it up or the guests will bring it up, is how fucking good Dr. Sleep is. (laughs) Or compared to, like, The Shining. And, and, you know, they take a lot of flack for, like, all you guys... Like, that's all anybody comes on and wants to talk about. they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. the guests don't really know that we've talked about it a hundred (laughs) times. So, you know.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, And it's just... It's a magic trick because he like I don't think that people really truly understand that he had to service two literal masters, and yeah. he does it like he, he succeeds in making it both a Kubrick sequel and a king sequel, because if you read The Shining, you know. I mean hell all you have to do is watch the Tim Daly version um, yeah. that King was involved with. I mean King hated like Kubrick so much, and I find that that, that, that tickles me like it yeah. just tickles me that he hates. He hated Kubrick's version and Kubrick so much that he that when he got the rights back, what did the first thing that he did? Yep. Made a TV mini series of
2: about it, and
0: I'll be honest, it doesn't like that. That one does not work for me.
2: Like I, and, I mean, I it's guess it's not. Just, it doesn't have what it needs. Like I I don't yeah. love Kubrick's version. Um, but it, Kubrick's version gets. The creep factor of the story that that TV version never never ever get it it feels like maudlin just like it's so yeah. over the top and it just it doesn't really work um but yeah I'm excited for uh House of Usher man like uh it's one i'm 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 gonna watch i, it, I it's Netflix I assume it drops all at once so yes it does October yeah. 12th um, so long ago. I mean, it's not that long ago, It's two weeks, but still it feels <laughs> but like forever it's still a long ways away right? um well, almost three weeks um so anything else uh big out of fantastic fest that you can talk about at least that's like, um, yeah, this is one to watch, Uh,
0: not right now, um, I will say this much there is a movie, it's a smaller movie, though I feel like it's the start. Of something bigger. Um, It's called Jackdaw. J-A-C-K-D-A-W. And it's this UK. um, It's a UK. Crime thriller. But it's a crime thriller. Like I've told people. This is a movie that's more of a vibe. So it's like. What what drive was to cars. This movie is to dirt bikes. And basically. It's one long night. um, As you like as you follow this this guy who's uh who left his life of small time criminality to become uh to go into the army he's just back from the army and he's tasked to do a job and that job goes way sideways and it spends the rest of the night
2: is trying... Jennifer Coleman in this yes she is as oh my god
0: Oliver, <laughs> Oliver Jackson Cohen um, and like, oh, she like if you like her, um. Oh, I this,
1: love, I love her. Oh,
0: so she plays a part. She plays his ex, Booth uh, Oliver Cohen Jackson, who's also in the Flanagan verse. Um, he also was in the uh, Invisible Man remake as the Invisible Man. So okay. you know who he is. This like, man, this is a star-making role, dude. I'm gonna tell you, like, if it hits, or even if it just mildly hits. It's going to put him in the radar for people because he's, like, it's just, he does the McQueen thing, like, where he just exists, but you're just naturally drawn to, like, his presence in the entire film. Um, Jenna Coleman plays his ex-boo thing who has taken over his motorbike gang that he has, but it doesn't sound as weird as you think it is. It's not, this is, like, dirt bikes this is more like the warriors like okay. they they might have been a part of the warriors kind of crew and he just went away because he needed to um and it's just a it, it's just man it's it's a hell of a movie it's got style to spare um it's got this really great propulsive soundtrack i mean like i said it's like what drive is to like cars this is to dirt bikes but i feel like the People that hate drive because it goes nowhere, this actually has a plot that goes someplace,
2: okay. Um, yes. I, I see uh, Jamie Child's written and directed, and uh, um, yes, I mean, that that name's popped you know. up several places, Doctor Who for one, uh, Willow yep. um, Sandman. Sandman. I still haven't watched Sandman. <laughs> oh man
0: this is gonna be an October treat for you man like, um, like if you decide to watch it if you decide to watch it for Halloween um and you you watch House of uh, fall of the House of Usher at, like if you watch both of these I think you're gonna be in for a treat like a literary treat like these both are very literary adaptations but not in the way that it's stagnant like I mean you know Flanagan Flanagan ne- like Flanagan is a visualist too. And yeah. he manages to do that stuff. But um, yeah, James Childs, like he wrote and directed it. And so like anything that you, this is like anti-volume. Like he films, like he films in the same locations that Tenet did. Like, you know, the, the the um like the opening scene, the opening like action scene that you see is set in the North Sea where all of those turbines are. Okay. With a whole yeah. action scene. In a a manned canoe and um, jet skis, it's fucking brilliant, dude. And then it just goes on and on. There's just it's just got style to spare. Oh shit! Rory
2: McCann is in it too. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's that's yeah. This is I mean I watch anything Jenna Coleman does. Man, she's just absolutely (laughs) adorable. And wow. she's
0: got that um she's got that bottled blonde look with a bob.
2: Oh man. So it's like it's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so it's just it's a vibe. It's like I cannot say that it's gonna hit for everybody, but for the people that it does, for the people that kind of know the people that are involved and they like them, this is like this is like a movie where they take what you know of them and kind of flip the script on it. But then also some of the people, they really lay into into things. And it's a brief 95-minute movie that before it's over, like by the time it gets over, you're like, oh, shit, that's done? Nice. And here's the bigger thing. It's got a little bit of a heart. Like, I was genuinely surprised. It's a cliched heart, but at the same time, I'm like, I'll take the cliché over not having anything like that, like narrative oomph to it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a really like of all the things that I've seen, um, that's the one that really has stood out. Um, I'm only five, I'm only five movies in. Um, but again, you know, uh, things can change and I'll give more, I'll give more as the festival goes on. Like next week, I'll, I'll have finished coverage and I'll be able to like really kind of de- dive into it. But, um. Uh, and like, like I know that's like some people are gonna go. Wait, wait, wait! The festival started on Friday, and you've already seen fine fucking films. What the hell? But I have, yeah. to have to also review them. So it's it's been it's one of those things. So, but that's th- those are the big ones. The like I said, I like um, Usher look is forward
2: to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't watched anything. I watched Elemental on Disney how, Plus. How is that, by the way? It is innocuous but not in an annoying way. It is okay. a perfectly fine movie. Visually, of course, it's mm-hmm. Pixar, visually it's it's amazing. They they do some stuff with the element things that that are really really cool visually. Um it has no idea what it wants to be though. Like, it's oh. this story about an immigrant's daughter who may, who is being told she's going to take over the family business. They run a, a grocery store. Um, she doesn't know that she wants to do that, you know, and she doesn't want to disappoint her dad. But also, it's this l- star-crossed love story between a fire girl and a water guy. Like, you know, not quite Romeo and Juliet, but, you know, like, mm-hmm. Ah, These two houses don't really get along And uh, But also This weird Plot subplot About um, Bureaucracy And The problem is the bureaucratic subplot Doesn't go anywhere Like I, I don't think it's spoiling anything To be like so it turns out That the the daughter not wanting to disappoint the dad and the star mm-hmm. love story plot lines, both turn out. Okay. Um, cause it's a Disney Pixar movie. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it, what you expect to happen happens and, you know, it, it's all fine in the end, but like there, it starts because like, They live in Firetown. There's not supposed to be any water in Firetown. And this pipe burst under their house because she's too hot-headed and got too close. And there shouldn't be water in the pipe, but there's water in the pipe. Where's the water coming from? Wade, the water guy, gets sucked into the pipe and writes all these violations for their shop. And the shop's going to get closed down. And, like, where the... So you've seen... um, uh, Zootopia, right? Yes. You know how like the bureaucratic bureaucratic stuff in that movie like leads to this like weird children's Chinatown thing. Yes, it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> like I, I will, I will not. It's lie it's great. <laughs> yes,
0: it's super great.
2: Um, um I thought longer. I thought that's where this was going. I was like, oh, we oh, kind of yeah. saw this in Zootopia. I was like, it's going to be like. Oh, it turns out that the water people are trying to get rid of the fire people, and so they never turned off the water to Fire Town. Or and, and I mean, again, I don't think this is spoilers because the whole time I'm waiting on this to pay off and be like, bum bum bum, never does, <laughs> never does. It's just like, oh, like we didn't. It's it's the water's getting in because the. The fire people are the the shunned. They are the because they're so dangerous. They're not allowed to to go where all the other elements go. They're not allowed to be in the places that all the other elements are. It's, and there is a, there is definitely a story there. And I do understand because like it's it's based on um, uh, I think his name's Peterson. Uh, yeah, his, it is. His, I his saw life. that.
0: Yeah, the documentary, right? Like he, they, yeah. they did a documentary that was released in tandem with it. It's like a what is it? Like a twenty-minute thing where they kind of like he talks and he talks about his life and how it relates. Yeah. to I saw I saw the the description of
2: it. And, and it it there is stuff there that that speaks to like that experience. I don't know. Like I'm I'm a pasty ass white dude. My family immigrated to this country. God knows how long ago. So, like, (laughs) I I don't have that experience. But I do understand, like, uh, how people like me don't understand what Mm -hmm. that's like to have to go deal. I mean, we saw it in um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? Like, it's a nightmare because they're dealing with people who hate their jobs, who don't want to do it who are just going to yell code at you or, or tell mm-hmm. you like, well, these are the rules. You got to go stand in that line. And that line tells you got to go stand in this line. Like, and I get it for like people that aren't, don't, don't barely even speak the language. It's maddening. Like it, it's maddening for me just going to renew my dr- driver's license. I can't imagine having to do it in a foreign country where you don't really understand the rules or why the rules are the way they are, or, or, any of that or, so. or you going
0: there Your fear could be That you end up getting arrested mm-hmm. And put into mm-hmm. Into a cage where you get Sent back to your country Of yep. origin Like nobody under Nobody understands that That's a citizen that has lived this life And not immigrated to another country like, and, and that's crazy
2: And had this movie chose to tackle that head on I a hundred percent think it would have been a fucking like just banger of a Pixar movie. It would have been like box office aside, they're fucking back, baby. Um oh, wow. It, okay. you know, I, I honestly, I, I think turning red was that for not for the immigrant experience, just for the, the you know, growing up mm-hmm. as a young female, like, and also as a young female immigrant, like, I think that, that is a better movie than this like even though it it involves like a girl turning into a giant panda like you know this also suffers from the same problem that cars has of uh you know if you think about this too long it's kind of horrifying <laughs> yeah
0: well, like like, yeah like cars I just Like <laughs> my god like when so... they told me like, like when I found out that the humans What happened yeah. to the humans
1: yeah. I was
0: like wow But nowadays I'm kind of like yeah, that figures That makes sense that reads Like but before like 10 years Ago I was like what What the yeah. fuck
2: are you talking about
0: that's fucking nuts That's it,
2: Yeah and this one it's not nearly as bad as cars But it is one of those things where it's like Cause like fire exists but also uh-huh. there's people made of fire water exists but there's people made of water and those are not the same thing and it's just like your brain can go down this rabbit hole of like well th- this is all bullshit well yeah it's all bullshit but you just gotta not really think about it but yeah mostly it's just trying to do everything It's trying to do everything everywhere all at once And it's not really successful Not necessarily that movie But just like it, It can't pivot the way that movie pivots Where it's just like Oh this is about the immigrant experience And now it's a science fiction film Now it's about a mother and her daughter Like that movie does it so well And this movie is so Clunky um, I do really. So the 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 lead, the not mm-hmm. uh Ember, because really she's the lead, but mm-hmm. the lead actor in the movie, like the character, is meant to be like extremely emotional. Like he he cries a lot. He gets really sad, and but he's like super happy, and that's a little different from like either the stoic or the like he's usually somebody who's like the second or third male lead. Um mm-hmm. so that that was kinda cool. It looks incredible. It's it's got some some heartstringy moments, but I don't think there's anything in the, the the biggest thing in the movie that I didn't see coming was that that whole subplot just went nowhere. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh jeez, dude. Uh, um <laughs> like, well I mean you know I'm um, I'm curious I just like I said I didn't have the time
2: like yeah. I'm just like it's also like, like almost two hours long It seems like a yeah. lot For for Something that does like If, if Toy Story f- uh Five or whatever the, Yeah,
0: is, yeah it's if five, Toy Story
2: 5 Is two hours and ten minutes long It's like okay yeah but it's Toy Story 5 Like those are characters we obviously All want to spend more time in uh, almost two hours with this new world And there's not a lot of world building That's the problem Like it, They show you it But there's no like real build up So huh. like if, if cars were two hours long Which I'd, I'd have to look and see how long it is I don't feel like it's two hours long It's but,
0: not It's like a hundred minutes I think at most
2: So it, it would be like Oh my god why Why? <laughs> like why are we still in this world <laughs> Oh Jesus! Okay,
0: I get it. Like that makes sense. That reads. That really does read. Um, it's it's like I hate saying this, but like there's a there, like you know I don't. We're wrong.
2: Cars is two hours long. Oh Jesus! God,
0: Uh I'm not a fan of Cars at all. Um,
2: I I, kind of like the stuff in the town, but like the before stuff and the after stuff, I don't really care about.
0: Like yeah, I, I mean everything about it. Like, like, and there's this whole entire like group of like this is where like my my like you know my relationship with like zenials and stuff like just becomes wild because I just don't get it. It's like why? Like you go gl- on, like they go on down to it so hard that I've seen people like I mean you know like we've t- like you know me well enough to know that I had. For the longest time, I had a, an annual pass to Disneyland because my, my wife is a huge Disney fan, right? She's in the bag for everything. Um, and she loves going to, she loved going to Disneyland until it got priced out. And it became stupid, like, because you have to have 45 different special passes to, like, get into anything. Anywho, um, we, like, my favorite thing to do was go, to go into California Adventure and go into t- Cars Land because, invariably, there would be some grown-ass kid in his 20s literally having a meltdown because he's in Cars Land and, like, this was a thing for him as a kid. Like, yeah. I never got that about Cars. Like, I could never relate to it. It was the first Pixar movie that I went, man, am I growing up now?
2: Am I, I think am- it was the first one I didn't see in theaters. Oh, I saw
0: it in theaters,
2: all right. And I
0: sat there just going, what the fuck? Like, there's a part of me that really did not like um, that... It took a long time for me to come back to the Owen Wilson train because of that movie. And I'm like, man, Paul Newman died and his last role was (laughs) this fucking car movie? What? Like, you didn't even get Tom Cruise to play Lightning McQueen, which you should have fucking done because it should have been Cruise and and Newman reunited as they should have been in Days of Thunder. Like, you know about that, right? Like yeah. at the last minute, Paul Newman, like <laughs> Paul Newman, like, like, like dropped out of days of thunder and they had to get Robert Duvall, who yep. is not the same as Paul Newman. And, and like, it should have been them, but no, you get fucking, you get Owen Wilson and his most Owen wilson And I'm just like, again, like I said, like, I thought that I got old. I was like, man, I aged out, I guess. I just, uh, which I was totally wrong about, like, you know, um, I think their next was Wally, and I fell in love with Wally. I cried, I cried through that entire movie because it's just so beautifully. It's like one of my favorite romances of all time. Never mind <clears> the fat <throat> people looking at screens. We'll ignore that stuff. But like, even Wally, man, that's a fucking love story and a half for me. Um, but anywho, um, I will I will report back once I've seen it um, because, as we know, <laughs> like our absences are getting fewer and fewer as this fucking strike goes on. Um, and they're holding more and more back from us. So, like, I'm actually genuinely shocked that we're still getting Loki. Like, like I really am. Like, I didn't think that they were gonna let us have it, but here we are. We're gonna have it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you're watching, or anything else that you watched that of interest?
2: No. Um,
0: did no. you see? Did you see uh, Carl's first date
2: yet? The the no.
0: Doug. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. I-
2: I, uh, I I I want to watch it, but mm-hmm. also, you know, <laughs> like I don't want I don't want to cry. <laughs> so. Do you cry?
0: Like I like my wife cried like a baby.
2: Like there's a certain moment,
0: <laughs> like all Pixar, like all really great Pixar things. There's a moment that they know they're going to get you. And they got you in their scopes and they just, they, they hold off as long as humanly possible to get that maximum effect and they really do with this one. It's like, I didn't I didn't cry at any of the, the Doug stuff before, but I haven't seen that stuff since uh, Puskin died. So like I stay like I've stayed heartily away from it because I yeah. don't want that, but this one is actually really good like this is like reaffirming of like Pixar and stuff just like the doug like the the Doug days is um I don't know how that as opposed to elemental can be like you know like I don't know how like you could make something work as well as they do in certain respects and it doesn't work well in other respects. Like they're known to be the machine that like at the, like at the third, like at the 23rd hour, like trashes like whole sections of their film and like, and redoes things. Like, I mean, we heard famously about what happens, happened with Toy Story, like six months before it's supposed to be released. They're like 20% done and they decide to scrap everything. But then it's for the best thing because Woody was a dickhead and he wasn't lovable and they made him lovable and it makes it work, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I often feel like I don't want to say anything about Pixar because I always feel like their whole dictum of, like, story first has kind of gone out the window. But I don't know. We'll see with uh, Elemental for me.
2: Yeah. It it could have a little more time, I guess, cooking, as they say. Yeah. uh would it would have helped but i also understand they like you know and, and honestly like mm-hmm. for a movie that started it was just like oh shit like it it's gonna be a bomb it's gonna be an yeah. absolute bomb still wasn't a success but they they made their money and that's for it i've had those kind of legs with that kind of yes. start it's it's something so um i did like spencer and katie took ezra to see it and he loved it so you okay. know it, it It's I watched it with my friend Courtney and her kid, uh, Mm -hmm. her son, who is uh, uh, like in the tennis range. Um, I should know that, but uh, (laughs) they both they both really, really enjoyed it, Um, you know, and I just thought it was, you know, not bad. Just I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I like I I kind of see where all this is going. So um, (laughs) I was really just waiting on that like you know, like we're trying to murder a whole society subplot, which you know, it's <laughs> probably a little much for a Pixar movie, but you know, yeah. I was like, oh it, it was basic it was almost the plot of Zootopia. So um but Ahsoka. We both watched yeah. Ahsoka. Um, um and the thing we've been waiting on happened.
0: <laughs> yes. Um okay so because I feel like that was something that i feel like it was a build-up and it needed to be and it was more of a luke skywalker kind of thing at the end i kind of wanted to ask uh, the bigger question of it all is like they spent like we got thrown right like we got thrown in a way that we that I wasn't expecting it to happen, like, the way that this episode plays out. I mean, there's a lot about this that I love, but I also wanted, I wanted to ask you, because we didn't I didn't ask you, I didn't kind of text you about it, because I wanted to, like, hear your reaction on the podcast. So, like, full disclosure, guys, I don't know how Logan feels about um, this episode of Ahsoka, um, but I definitely want to know what
2: your, like, initial thoughts were. Um, I I mean, five minutes into the episode, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Like, the 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 stuff, like, as cheesy as it is. Uh, hearing Huyang say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away was oh, like, my oh
1: my god, he said that thing.
2: Um, <laughs> he said the thing that no one said. Yeah, <laughs> uh, was really oh. cool. And you know, we we get to the, we land on this this new world, and we get. Thrawn Like I get So I had this argument with uh, Tim uh, Who Didn't love the episode Um, I Overall I thought it was a really good episode But he He brought up a good point And I've seen it brought up other places Thrawn's reveal And Ezra's reveal Lack a lot Of Punch.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: and I do think that's true. Uh, Tim was like, "So yeah, they've just lost their touch," and I was like, "Tim, there's no way that wasn't a like a specific choice." Yeah, and uh,
0: it, it, it was. At least I feel like it was. Right.
2: I mean, like, look, I, this this is the example I gave him. I was like, "Look, man, we had one Star Wars movie in '77. Vader's there." And, you know, like, there is some fanfare, but it's, it's, it's Vader. So, mm-hmm. when we see Vader for the first time in Empire Strikes Back, there's fucking fanfare, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's the Imperial March. There's, yeah. like, this motherfucker's coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I get that this is the first time a lot of people are seeing Throne. But also, and I'm not gatekeeping, saying you shouldn't yeah. watch the show if you don't know the history. Like I, I'm, all, I'm all for where you watch. But damn it, man, this is something we've been waiting on, and I would have liked a little, not the Imperial March, but something that was just like, you know, epic. Instead, it's just like. You know, so you're here. And then, like, the Ezra reveal, there's no, like, and I understand it's not really a love story, but there's no. I like Kevin Kiner. I I love Kevin Kiner. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is where you need John Williams.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you kind of do. He's good uh, at those really big things, man. No, he is, he is. Okay, so when I feel okay, so like the Ezra stuff, yeah, I completely agree with you. The the Thrawn stuff, I don't know, man. Like I feel like they did it right because you have the like the buildup to it. Like I feel like they went primal and that's what I kind of wanted because these guys have been out in the wilderness for 10 years. I mean, we see it like we see even in
2: it. even out in the middle of nowhere. Thrawn's like, "I got a barber, man. Don't worry." Yes, <laughs> of
0: course, Th- and that's the best part.
2: Like you know, he did not let
0: the finer things in life get away from him. Yeah. Right. But his walk and his cultish stormtroopers, all being like you know, with the red sh- sh- uh, the red yeah. sashes attaching they look their ass man, and then their their like guttural New Zealand style, like Maori warrior style, like. <gasps> That got me in the like like that got like that got me pumping. I was like, that's I kind of love this kind of cultish like adherence to Thrawn is everything and everything is Thrawn um moment to that point to where like we, we finally see him. Um I liked it. Um that was my that was my interpretation and I watched I've watched it twice now. Um you know, just kind of like first taking it all in, but then like kind of like the second time to really kind of like dissect and see where they're going and stuff. I, I do like, I do agree. Like there was something awkward about the Ezra stuff, but I also feel like, I feel like we've touched the surface and we still have two more episodes. We have about 90 minutes of star Wars left. I feel like there might be something there that we're just not seeing, that we're just not because Dave is, a, if anything, he is not not purposeful about the way that he sets things up, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like what he's trying to remain—I feel like the inner the second time I watched it, he's trying to remain calm, but. The whole thing, the antecedent of this all is the fact that he that he gets lied to right away by Sabine, that she doesn't know that there's no exit for him. Like he thinks that everybody, every like everybody has come for him, yeah. and that's just not the case. And I feel like
2: we are not seeing. And yeah, it's crazy really Edra. fucked up. Like yeah, I, I, like and, and all, like I I wish his reaction to seeing her would have been a little bit better, uh, like a little. Bigger but like also It's I mean I guess it's kind of adorable Like well they'll come for me eventually You know and it's just like Okay yeah. ten years later Like <laughs> you know he's like well it took you Long enough um, And her Lack of urgency Really bothered me mm-hmm. Like hey no. man Like we've got to go Like I know you think I'm here And but it's just like do you want to be stranded on this? Uh, I mean, I guess you'd be, you'd be okay. Right. Just stranded yeah. with Ezra forever. Like, you know, cause she doesn't know that anybody else is behind her. She doesn't know that anybody's no. coming and no, she doesn't. It's very troublesome,
0: but also I feel like what we've learned about, like, so what we've learned about Sabine is that she's very like, what I like about the the transition to live action is, is that Sabine is a very troubling character. Like she doesn't like, like she, she very much reminds me of, of prime era. Like we forget that prime era, Luke Skywalker was a little bitch, uh, a little whiny, Tashi Station power competitors. Shut up, dude. You're fucking, you're, you're a grown ass child. Stop, like do your work. Come on, man. Um, we forget how troubling he is in the things, the mistakes he's made. And I feel like Filoni knows that you can kind of play with the complexities of somebody and allow them to be, to be fallible. And I feel like that's where Sabine has, Sabine has ridden like Sabine in this show. I feel like as she's aged, she's not, she's been so stunted by the loss of Ezra that she's making bad decision after bad decision. And she doesn't know, she doesn't, she hasn't had any guidance. Right. And that yeah. falls on Ahsoka. Right. Like, cause there's going to be a, there's going to have to be a moment for Ahsoka that she realizes she is basically like, I mean, she already has, I think in a lot, in a lot of ways, even though she hasn't, that she's like, just like Anakin wasn't a good teacher. She's not a good teacher. And it's not, Sabine's fault that she's a shitty teacher and she didn't teach her right right like and we're seeing we're seeing what happens to somebody like we're like all of the stuff it's like she's so micro focused on getting to Ezra that when she got to Ezra she just didn't know what to do and it's been so the, the micro and the macro of her life is like the loss of Ezra Like from the opening moments that we see, like she's literally living in a mausoleum to this dude, which now I have a question for you in regards to this, because this is where the tension between Star Wars Rebels cartoon and Star Wars Ahsoka live action have have come in like this little bit of tension do we think that in the live action version it's been adjusted so that maybe
2: there was some kind of romance between the two? I mean, maybe uh, like uh, Star Wars is so bad at romance, man. It,
0: it really is. It really like, is. Uh, you
2: know, the uh, the Leia Han thing really only works because. It's not ever really that romantic. It's just them fighting. Like, it's the moonlighting thing, you know? Yes. Like, they have those, like, very, very brief moments of him being, you know, Han and her being, like, oh, taken by his nonsense. Um, And that's great. But, like, also, you know, for people that, going back to... The Discussions earlier, but for people that were like Han and Leia don't end up together, yeah, man, people like that don't fucking end up together for very long. Nope, it just doesn't happen. Like, no. you can only fight for so much before you're just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> so, yeah. you
0: can only do the two F's for so yeah, long, yeah. So, like, I mean, literally, you can't. Mm-hmm. you can't, like, it's not sustainable, but yeah. on screen, it's it's, it's fucking exciting,
2: electric. yeah, yeah, it's exciting. But, so, but when you get to the, like, the deep, like, longing love, and it's, Star Wars is terrible at that. So, yeah, I think it's easy, it's, it's an easy thing to point and go, well, of course there's some, like, romantic stuff there, uh, and just tack it on, because they've never been good at it. Um, but, it, it, you know, there's also a chance that they're not, Gonna do that, and you know, the either either way is fine. Like, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna like storm, or rage, or whatever. If it's like, oh, there's a romance there, Mm -hmm. and it, it just, it's. I'm not gonna care either way. Yeah. But it really does only make sense if she was romantically interested in him to just be like, we have us screw the yeah. rest of the galaxy we can survive here you've survived here for 10 years i don't want to fight these fights anymore let's let's just stay here but also like they they really weren't i mean they were close for a while but like as kids like you know so yeah yeah there there's a a lot there um i get her not wanting to go back but yeah you know because it's away
0: from everything like it's away from all of yeah. the
2: loss, all of the. It's
0: just her and him. I mean, she doesn't know any better, and it's a it's an intriguing. Like I like the fact, like I like my store Star Wars when people are making bad decisions. Like, yeah. and that's that's what Star Wars is is a lot of people making bad decisions. Like, and it goes to like more of like what I love in filmmaking, right? Like we've talked about this before. I love the bad days. Like I love the John McClane of it all. Like. Bruce Willis, man, like he was the king of it. Like, like the movies that he made were always about a dude, a blue collar dude, that had the worst fucking day ever, and he was just, he just got shit after shit, and he how he found his way around it. Like that's what I loved about Bruce Willis. Like it, it was something that was designed into me with the way that Lucas made his cinema, right? Like yeah. Indiana Jones and Star Wars. The only re- difference between the two. Or the timeframes in the galaxies, but like the whole thing is, is that Indy never makes the right decision or sh- bad shit happens and he has to pivot, right? Like same thing with Star Wars, like my favorite Star Wars, like Empire Strikes Back is about a series of really bad days and really bad decisions happening to good people. while. I mean it's literally like it's it's literally like political la- landscape right now mm-hmm. right like if you're a dem like you're you're the rebels if you're if you're a republican you're the empire and it's like literally like you cannot make a right move and what I love about Ahsoka is they brought that back In a big way. Like Hera is making decisions on her own. And I can't wait for that shit to happen. Like to see that fucking boomerang hit back. And how she pivots. Like Ah Ahsoka the same thing. I mean she's going into a situation. She thinks she has a handle on. But she really doesn't. Like my favorite part about this is. That Ahsoka as a character. I feel has. In. In. In Mandalorian, she was just a figure and she was a chess piece to move around and a pop for us as, as like you know as fans of the Clone Wars. But in here, they've really tried to like take what the last part of the Clone Wars was for her and naturally make a transition over to the live action version of Ahsoka, which is somebody who, at the end of the day, has had no guidance for the last 25 to I think it's, was it 25 years? Because I think that, that what they've talked about is she was about six, 16 when she left the order. The last yeah. season, she's about 18. And if you jump forward ahead about 18 to 20, it's about 25 years. She's in her 40s, exactly where Rosario Dawson is, right? But as we've seen, and I don't know if you like this or not, and I, I wanted to ask you, is like I like the fact that she's not like... <laughs> She's a terrible, she's, she's, there's a reason why she left the Jedi order. She's a yeah. terrible Jedi. And she's also a terrible mentor.
2: Yeah. Um, and, I, I, yeah, okay. I really, really, it, this is something that I think a lot of people that would call themselves hardcore Star Wars fans
1: mm-hmm.
2: don't like is mm-hmm. the fallibility of the the Jedi Order Yeah and I Like you know I, I I take a lot of Flack and get into a lot of like Not real arguments with people about Obi-Wan being toxic And you know <laughs> And that, cause They do take it to mean I don't Like that character I love yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi but Like denying That he did Some really really like, just what the fuck kind of things? Like, what are you thinking, old man? Like, you know, and the Jedi as a whole, and like, you know, uh, like so many people are mad that you know, Luke says the Jedi have to end. Like, you know, I, and I'm just pointing out, like, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like he, like <laughs> he literally built a
0: built a new Jedi Order, only to see his fucking little nephew. Turning to little Vader, like yeah, it needs to fucking end because they're too dogmatic. Like, yeah. I, I love that. I love that.
2: And and so yeah, I I think a lot of people probably have a problem with, uh, and I've heard it on podcasts. You know, like uh, why why is Ahsoka not? I guess better for lack of a better word, and it's like. Because she's not. She's just not. Like, yeah. I know you want her to be the greatest Jedi that ever lived. But, like, I mean, come on, man. Like, we we all saw the greatest Jedi that ever lived. His name was Yoda. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like, everybody's not going to be Yoda. Like, they, they can be not as great. And, you know, she never, you know, was never knighted with, or I don't think she got knighted, um, or they were going to knight her and she left the order or whatever it was, um, it, it, it's, it just, let it be that, you know, I like that, I mean, there, there are firefighters that you find out start fires, there are dirty cops, there are, there are cops that leave the force and then go on to do better things, but you know they weren't necessarily good cops and just all it's life and the i like the fact that it reflects that i like the fact that these characters are flawed why doesn't sabine say hey man we got to get the fuck out of here like but also yeah. you know do we know people that would be the same way probably you know, it, uh, yes, it, it's an extreme scenario, but you know, and that's the fun. Like, if everybody acted the way we thought they should, I, I, so Van Lathan has a thing on uh, the the Ringiverse podcast. He's been it's been his mantra of late, and I I I like it. It kind of kills the vibe for podcasting, but um, <laughs> I like I, I'm all about. I don't write the show, like don't. Write the show. Yeah. Like, just watch the show. Now, I'm happy to talk about, you know, what I wish would have happened or what I hope happens. So, in in that respect. But, like, I'm like, yeah, you know. I mean, the character acted the way that the guy that created her thought that he should uh, react or she should Mm -hmm. react. So... You know, I all in all, I thought it was a really, really good episode. Not my favorite episode. Okay.
0: No, so. absolutely. Um, like a few touches, like like I know that people think that we're being negative about this, but we're really not. Like, I'm still super high on the show. But a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about, like discussion points that I find are gonna probably be very funny to me. The first one is man, Dave's at it again making characters that people are going to read into um, with that Star Wars, the, with the dude, with the face, like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I just want him to like be cut down before he has a chance to do any action because I literally want fandom. Like I love seeing fandom get super upset about things like that. Like it's like, it's like what my dad told me about, like, um, because, like, uh, like, just a little backstory. My dad has always been into sci-fi, right? Like, just Asimov's, uh, like, Asimov's work um, really kind of changed his life. And he, like, really, like, deeply loves sci-fi, right? And so, you know, of course, he was on the Star Wars train because he'd never seen anything like that. He, he he was telling me around the era of between when they found out that Star Wars was around or when they were making a sequel, Star Wars 2, before release and after, and Starlog and Starburst and all of these other magazines, and all of the hype around the stuff and how like toys became, like it was the first time that a toy became something, right. And how much people because of the because of the holiday special with the Bubba Fett animated section, and the, the first toy that everybody got was boba fett that everybody thought that this motherfucker was going to be the key yep. of it all right yep and when he wasn't so star wars many is
2: good people- about it. like th- that's it's almost uh, like the laughable thing about the most laughable thing about star wars is that every fucking time we do this like and i do it too man like mm-hmm. every single time I buy into uh what's her name in um uh The Rise of Skywalker, Zora mm-hmm. Bliss, is her yeah. character's name. Um, like, oh, this shit's gonna be badass. It's gonna she's in the movie for like four and a half minutes and, and it's nothing. And yeah. <laughs> it's just like why do we do this to ourselves every single time? We know this. We've known this from Maybe not day one, but you know, day two (laughs) that like, we're going to introduce these awesome characters and you're going to think that they're going to be, and, and it's all just background or world or what, what have you, you know? Yeah. And, and we fall for it every time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, honestly, we did like, and like, and that's what I like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's what I love. Like, I, it is so funny to me to watch people lose their shit over that kind of stuff because like, it's like <laughs> you already learned through the Bubba Fett of it all to stop that. But we yeah. did it again with, with <laughs> Ball.
2: 50 years later, 40 50, years later, <laughs>
0: 45 years, 47 years later, we're, we're uh, 46 years later. We are doing it. with We did it with Modoc or whatever the hell is uh, Morak. And then now we're doing it with, with Captain Enoch. Yeah. Uh, or I'm not doing it. I don't give a shit. Like, like the one thing is, is that unless they're named Captain Rex, I don't give a fuck about stormtroopers. I really don't. Yeah. Like, like the only reason why I care about stormtroopers now because they were like, literally, Lucas created them as cannon fodder. Like that. Like so that you didn't have like, like that's the weird and wonderfulness of like fandom, right? Is that we've taken these people. We've taken these this cannon fodder shitty ass people. They were literally named after after Nazi soldiers.
2: Yeah, and, and turned them into, uh, yeah. It turned
0: yeah it turned these
2: fuckers into like something
0: like heroic. But I will say, like in in fucking like in Dave's defense, right? I mean, he was saddled with that. He needed to give them that, and it's thanks to Dave. Not fandom, but thanks to Dave that they've been able to uh they've been able to create a very true delineation between the clone, the clones and stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because they're very much so. There's there's a divide of clone troopers as opposed to stormtroopers. Like what fucking what what um, Thrawn has on his ship are stormtroopers. Uh, yeah. You know, what we saw in the last episode, or what we saw in um, Shadow Warrior, those weren't, those were clone troopers, right? And so, like, I find it funny because, like, he was up to his own tricks. I think that just Dave likes to fuck with fandom. Like, in the oh, 100%. Small ways. Yeah. You know, and that was like, this, this impeccably, beautifully designed character is going to lead nowhere. And I feel like it's almost like he wants to p- teach people lessons like George used to, except for he wants to teach them cinematic lessons and Star Wars lessons. Like, no matter what you guys do, you keep on doing it. I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm going to keep on messing with you. Like, that would be a dafism, right? Like, yep. I feel like behind the scenes, that's what he's doing. You know, we can't we make somebody cool and we'll give him a good entrance, but it will lead nowhere or he'll die by lightsaber very quickly.
2: Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah! I fully expect this dude Ahsoka oh, to just wipe this dude out in the next episode. I, like, I, so. I it's it's um, so much fun. Uh,
0: we haven't talked about the true Daveism, which is like so. If Dave ever, if Dave ever decides to get out of Star Wars Landia, I feel like I want him to make a Princess Mononoke film because oh, yeah. this dude is so obsessed with the creatures in a way that is so Miyazaki that it would just be... And wolves. I mean, just wolves in general. He loves wolves. And he's the one dude that I can honestly say, if he wears a wolf shirt with lasers and space on it, he earned it. He's fucking earned it. Um, And, like, it makes me feel good whenever I see Dave headed into the... It's on the cusp of being adorable. It's cute. Because I feel like everybody has forgotten what Star Wars, some of the Star Wars really is. And yeah. some of Star Wars is a little goofy. It's a little kind of cutesy for kids. It's that stuff. And like, man, there was a moment where I was like, is he fucking, is he making Willow better than Willow? Yeah. Because
1: it really
2: feels like. Yeah. I, I. Yeah, I really enjoyed all of that stuff Um, I wish we were going to have more time in this world But I get it's also just like It's not something we can spend time with Like this next episode has to be I I don't imagine we're going to get a big resolution for the show Like it's Mm -hmm. just going to be go, 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 go And then it's going to end with them getting back You know, like Thrawn making his way back So um and that that kind of looming thread over the galaxy but you know we'll we'll see we got a few more weeks left um so i I think that's a good place to wrap up um go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. if you want some more ahsoka talk there's the main podcast uh, of which I'm, I guess I'm recording an episode later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be uh, going
0: over the same shit. That's what uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs>
2: no, 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 no. Um, I'm waiting on them to text me. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, I don't know. Well, if we don't record tonight, we'll probably record uh, tomorrow. Um, and then you can check out uh, Adam's stuff. I'll let him plug his work.
0: Yeah, right now I'm neck deep in covering, as, you, as we've talked about before. Um, the um, Fantastic Fest and all of the goodies that are coming out of there. You, there's about four or five reviews right now that are on the site that you can read. Um, I tell you to go to it. It's so much so it's so busy that I decided to bump Logan's stuff because I'm posting over the weekend and I don't, I always like to have, Lo- and especially like we're speaking about Star Wars. There's something that he did very Star Wars centric on his next, um, his next um, volume of moving pictures that I want to give the full space to it. So I bumped it to next week, um, which you'll find out what it is because we'll actually probably have a little bit of a conversation about it. Um, but yeah, like uh, go check us out. Like all of the rest of his uh, his work is uh, is there. I think I've had a conversation with uh, Marie and she might be coming back within the next month or so. So be on the lookout for that. I mean, as I've always said, she's the best of us all um she's like you know and i think that she's like you know at this point where she's i think she's ready to come back after some vacation did you know that she's retired that she retired no i did not yeah, she did uh, she's she retired and then she's like in the middle of um trying to get her house ready to sell so that she can move into a more um, a, a smaller space. I don't know if we would call it a smaller space, but like basically a more a, like a different space so that there's not so that it's
2: a little bit more like you know, yeah. bang so for she's, your buck and She's such. moving out of the castle, then <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> they all uh, live in
2: castles. Um, and, dude, and dude. also, also, uh, like, uh, welcome to Wrexham, man. You, you gotta, gotta get okay. on it. You gotta okay. get on. i I'm,
0: I mean, I'm already done with. I'm, I'm already done with season one. I got to get into season two. I know. Yeah. I,
2: I. I know. I do. I've fucking cried. Oh. <laughs> so okay. much. It is like these last two episodes. Um. I guess they're gonna air them two at a time. The first one is 40 minutes, so it's like two episodes. And it looks like they're posting two a week from here on out till till the the finale. Um. Okay. But uh, it's so good. So. But uh, oh, anyway, man. yeah. Uh, Xwingfiles dot com, dot com. We'll be back next week talking about I don't know what. Um, maybe uh-huh. football and baseball because I'm going to a baseball game next Friday. Oh, so, congratulate
1: yeah, Oh, dude! Oh, totally. Going better. to watch the oh, Braves play
2: the Nationals. So.
1: Oh, uh, even yeah. better, dude.
2: So hopefully it'll be a good Friday. game. They've been they've okay. been coasting because you know they clinch. So. Um, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Hopefully it'll be a good game, though.
0: I mean, as we both know, and I'll leave it at this: is like we can't, they can't coast
2: too much, right? Because the coast, Dodgers could overtake them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also, like, and let's be honest here, um, they could also suffer from the, the same thing that they did last last yep. year, yep,
2: which He's was coasting into the playoffs, and then you're not ready for that shit at all. Yeah uh, uh, especially if you have the the, the buy like that that throws you too Yes, so, exactly um, But uh, yeah, maybe some sports talk next week uh, We avoided it this week, good for us uh, Yes, nope, we did talk about, <laughs> it's we did the, talk about it's Kelsey the Fal- <laughs> the, Yeah, that's true It's because the Falcons played Green Bay and Adam doesn't want to talk about it <laughs> uh, I'm just I have- kidding, I'm kidding, I'm
0: kidding <laughs> no, Dude, hey, you know what? There's more things around your, your universe now that you're going to have to reconstruct yeah, with, yeah, with Green Bay. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll talk about that offline. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week, uh, and uh, we'll see you guys then. You guys then. Number one, Number two,
0: comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the uh, Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole other their MP3s. But they're really all sold out. Say together if you with me now. Nerds ruin everything. Yeah.